Good evening, everyone. That's a great group out there. Can I just say that one more time? Good evening, everyone. That's better. <laughs> Good to see you. Welcome. Isn't it great to be able to be here inside in the air conditioning? <laughs> away from the heat outside. No, honestly, it's great to be able to be together, to be able to worship together. You know, ever since COVID happened, I don't take this for granted any longer that we get to be able to meet together in person, shake hands, hug each other, kiss on each other's necks, pray for one another, worship the Lord together. This is, doesn't get any better than this. And I'm truly, truly thankful for it. I just want to take a moment and be uh, very uh, open and say a big thank you to all of our teams who make tonight happen. Most of them you're not even seeing. So Tyro running the sound back there, and uh, you get to see Tyro and Monique. They're doing a great job, and I want to say thank you to them. Vico and his team in the backpack, you don't even get to see these guys doing the cameras and the switching and everything that goes into the production for our online team. So thank you to them. And our first encounters team, and Irene's doing a great job overseeing this group of people that greeted you as you came through the door tonight and welcomed you. Tomorrow or next Sunday night, they're going to be serving the Lord's Supper to us. And uh, they're a great group. And then our children's team that are now with your kids. If you're a parent, they're taking care of your kids, teaching them about Yeshua, taking them through God's words. And then, of course, our amazing worship team. Thank you to Pastor Ray, to Melissa, to all of the team that put together such a great time of being able to engage with the Lord. So let's give them all a big hand. They are amazing. We cannot take that for granted, and we are so thankful for God blessing us with so many amazing people. Uh, if I haven't met you before, my name is Pastor Mike. I'm one of the, my name's not actually Pastor Mike, my name's just Mike. <laughs> when I was born, they named me Pastor Mike. It's just Mike. I'm one of the pastors here at King of Kings, and I look forward to meeting you. So take a moment after service. If I haven't met you, introduce yourself to me or to Pastor Ray down here in front. We would love to get a chance to meet you. And our senior leader, Pastor Chad, is traveling. He's actually in sabbatical mode. He's uh, quiet. We're, we're, he's off the radar. We're not sure what's going on, but we know good things are going on. He's going to be joining us again in just a few weeks, and so we want to welcome him back with all of our open arms. We're excited about him being back and, uh, and we'll be relieved in some ways for him to come back as well. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, we are in the uh, end part of a series that we've been going through this summer. We're coming to the end. We have a few weeks left, just a couple weeks after tonight. This series, Living Wisdom. So we've been digging through and mining through the book of Proverbs. And God has been so good to give us each week some priceless gems to be able to apply into our lives, to be able to give us the ability to live godly lives. And we've gotten some great jewels. If you haven't been able to capture all of those, you can go online to our website, kkcj.org, click on the media tab. All of the, the past messages are there. They're all very, very good. And then if you don't like to go to that webpage, you can go to our YouTube page. They're also there. Uh, next week, Pastor Ray's going to be up here. He's going to be looking at self-control 
verse is having a quick temper. What do you mean? You're not talking about... No, not, not, that's not what I meant, quick temper. <laughs> It'll be a fun sermon next week. Pastor Ray's going to be doing that. And then uh, we want to invite you to September 11th. We're going to be doing the last uh, part of this series, the last night of the series. Pastor Chad will return right after that on the 15th, and we're going to begin uh, a series through looking at the... Uh, the holidays, the fall holidays, it'll be a good time. But that last one of uh, Living Wisdom on September 11th, we're going to invite you to come. We're going to do something I think is kind of unique and, and fun. We're going to do a panel discussion. And so we're inviting Pastor Ray, Pastor Vaco, Pastor Wayne, and myself. We'll come together as a panel, and we're going to be discussing, looking at this idea of, of how to have healthy relationships looking at the book of Proverbs, and what does Proverbs tell us about the, the very core part of our lives, all of the relationships that make up our lives. And uh, I think that Proverbs gives us some timeless truths there, timeless wisdom that we can apply to our lives. So come join us on the 11th of September. It'll be a good time. Paul, was he, as he was speaking to his disciple Timothy, his uh, mentee, Pastor Timothy, he reminds Timothy he reminds us that God's word is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and for training. The message version says it this way. God's word is useful for showing us the truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, and training us to live God's way through the word the message version says, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks that God has for us. Tonight, we want to continue our Living Wisdom series, and we're going to examine another uh, huge area that impacts our lives. Uh, no matter how old we are, how young we are, every single person is impacted by this, and it impacts us in dramatic ways sometimes. It impacts other people in our sphere of influence in dramatic ways. And fortunately, God doesn't leave us alone to try to figure out what to do with this. His word trains us. His word shows us a truth that we won't get any other place. Interestingly, this is a topic that everyone has something to say about it. Everyone, as soon as you start to bring up this topic, everyone has their own opinions. Everyone has their own sage wisdom, their worldly advice, their tips and tricks to having a healthy life or to find healing. So listen to some of these sage-filled pieces of advice, Proverbs, not from the book of Proverbs, but Proverbs that have kind of been passed down from time. Some of them are, are really good and very interesting. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. It's an English proverb. Early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Health is not valued until sickness comes. It's true. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. A stitch in time saves nine. You are what you eat. I don't like that one. Seven days without exercise makes one week. One week. W-E-A-K or one W-E-E-K. The beginning of health is sleep. This is an Irish proverb. 
the beginning of health is sleep. Similar to that, in another Irish proverb, a good laugh and a long sleep are the best cures in the doctor's book. Apparently in Ireland, we sleep a lot to find health. No time for your health today will result in no health for your time tomorrow. Another Irish proverb. The rich have medicines, the poor have health, according to a German proverb. The Danish say it this way. We have some Danes in the house tonight. Fresh air impoverishes the doctor. And we all say amen to that, especially if we're Danish. Even more amazing than these proverbs are the never-ending supply of superstitions and misconceptions and erroneous beliefs and misinformation wives' tales, distorted facts that surround this topic of healing and health and finding ways to keep sickness and disease away, remedies, potions, charms, superstitions, like the dust from this holy place will keep you healthy. Touch this gravestone or be on this memorial and it'll bring you health. Drink water from this sacred fountain or this river and it'll keep a disease away. Chanting these words over and over keeps sickness away. Going to the top of a particular mountain top will keep you healthy. Rubbing these stones between your fingers stops a certain kind of sickness and disease. And this was a new one that I had in my research I'd never seen it before. Feathers from, a certain, from certain kinds of birds carry healing powers. So I wrote down what uh, Google showed me, and it says, whether you have been spiritual for eons, or have always meditated, and or have just now begun your practice, seeing a feather can give you deep insight to what you need. The significance of feathers is that they can heal. This is powerful stuff that we find in our world today. This is a never-ending list of ideas and concepts that for centuries mankind has been putting together as we've looked for ways and searched for ways and searched for things that would bring us healing and, and keep sickness and disease away. It's often included magic and superstitions and potions and charms and witchcraft of all kinds. And it's in, in, in every culture worldwide. And, and we're seeing, and if you're paying attention, we're seeing a, a resurgence of this in the West especially, kind of going back to mo uh, potions and magic and charms to be able to find health. But what we've also seen over the past few hundred years is the growth and the development of a, a new understanding and a reliance on modern medicine and science. And, and in a way, this is why we've seen the health industry growing in exponential rates worldwide. Treatments and medicines and facilities and research and development. In the United States alone, listen to the statistic, in the United States alone, Americans, citizens, spend 4.1 trillion U.S. dollars on health care every year. That's not the government. That's not the research facilities. That's U.S. citizens spend 4.1 trillion dollars. 
That's not even counting the 30 to 35 billion dollars that they spend on alternative healthcare, which is now growing at astronomical rates to the point where they're saying within five years, by 2027, that number will be 315 billion dollars Americans are spending on alternative healthcare. The point is this. Our pursuit, our human pursuit of health, both mental and physical, and of healing from sicknesses and diseases is of primary importance to us. And it always has been as a part of our human experience. In large part, this is because illness and sickness and disease have always been a part of the human story, have always been with us. And they continue to be a part of each one of our experiences and stories. And not only is it because it's part of the human experience, there's a sense around us today that this is a growing problem, sickness and disease and death. We've just come through two years of a worldwide pandemic that none of us have ever experienced before. The world hasn't even seen it for over 100 years. And so there's this sense that this is a growing problem, thus the growing need for healthcare. All of this has produced for us a mountain of information about health and healing and ways to take care of sicknesses and to remove diseases. It's a never-ending supply of books and manuals and diets, and seminars and institutions and TED Talks and podcasts, all focused on how to find a healthy way to live, all focused on how to keep diseases away and ways to be healthy and to be healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Said a different way, we human beings are always looking for a way to be free from sickness, from disease and death. We're always looking for ways to find healing. We're always looking for ways to be healthy. Either in a general sense, we human beings, we're always looking for this, or in a very personal way, as, it de- as we deal with the, the personal sicknesses and disease that comes into our own lives. So we're always looking, we're always trying to find answers. So it shouldn't surprise us then that God has a lot to say about this topic. He, he has a lot to say about this part of our lives. God's word, in fact, is filled with lots of information and wisdom and stories and truths about this core part of our human experience. God doesn't skirt around the issue. Thankfully, he addresses it head on. In fact, we're going to see a little bit later that this is one of God's primary agendas. Our healing, our health, and helping us know how to find it. But while the pages of the Bible are filled with examples and anecdotes and uh, illustrations of people's experiences with sickness and with healing and with health, and we learn from them how sickness and disease came into the world, how it plays out in our lives, how God has healed in the past and how he's healing today and continuing to bring health to mankind, The book of Proverbs takes us into a different look at this area and in a way gives us a 
uh, God's perspective on what health is and how to be healthy. And, and according to God, this is what brings health. This is what the book of Proverbs does for us. And in a way, what we see in Proverbs is foundational. It's a starting place to understanding health for mankind. It frames, if you will, everything else that we see and that we read from the Bible with regards to healthy living. It isn't necessarily a medical textbook, but it is God's word. And the wisdom that we find in Proverbs in that God reveals to us the foundational truth about how we were created and how this creation that God has given to us, what gives it health? What is good health to our bodies? Physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And so we need to, to say right here at this moment, tonight we're going to be looking at this topic from the perspective of Proverbs. We're not going to go into all the different stories and anecdotes and illustrations and, and try to paint a broad perspective of health. We can't go there tonight. We don't have enough time. So we're going to skip some things it's going to feel like to some of us. But what we're shooting at in the book of Proverbs is what God gives to us, this core truth, this core understanding of how we are created, how our bodies work, and in relationship to him, what brings us health. So listen to some of these Proverbs. They're going to be up on the screen here behind us. Some of the descriptions of health and healing that Proverbs gives to us. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. My son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be short. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. A heart at peace, excuse me, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. A cheerful look brings joy to the heart, and good news gives health to the bones. A wicked messenger falls into mischief, but a faithful ambassador is health. Like cold water to a weary soul is good news from a distant land. A man's spirit will nourish his sickness, but who can survive a broken spirit? Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. A joyful heart makes a cheerful face, but when the heart is sad, the spirit is broken. All the days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. 
And then this last one, which Pastor Daniel should have used this in his message on balance in our lives. Listen to this one. It's very practical. If you find honey, eat just enough. Too much of it and you will vomit. Too much of a good thing isn't good for you. I love these verses. This is God going right at it. He speaks to the heart of the issue and he wisely paints a picture for us, gives us the reader the foundational key to human health, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Listen to this again. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Sink that in for just a second. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. My son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. This is another way of saying don't be wise in your own eyes. Pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Don't let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. So what brings health to our bodies? What brings nourishment to our bones? Where is good health fundamentally found? It's not found rubbing our fingers on stones or finding the dust from a certain holy site and putting it on us, drinking the water from a sacred well and, and on and on. And though we are blessed with lots of wonderful information and medicines from the medical world and modern medicines and body sciences to help us get well, to help us stay well, to help us prevent diseases, though this is a great blessing in our lives, this still is not fundamental place where health comes from and where it's found. We're going to look at how this works in just a few moments, but we need to understand that these instructions from the book of Proverbs are foundational instructions for how these bodies work. These bodies that have been crafted by God, they are the operation instructions from God's owner's manual for his master creation, mankind, the human body, the human being. So we shouldn't be surprised then that obedience to these instructions and obedience to these commandments and following these instructions and following these commandments promotes health for God's creation. He created these bodies. He knows how they work. He knows how they have been designed to best work. And, and so he's given us these instructions and he's been saying these same things to his people from the very beginning. Listen to these words from the books of Exodus and of Deuteronomy, God speaking to the children of Israel. It sounds very similar to what we just read out of the book of Proverbs. If you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and you do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all of his decrees, I will not bring on you the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Wow. Exodus 23, you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water 
and I will take sickness away from among you. Deuteronomy 7, if you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, the Lord your God will keep his covenant of love with you as he swore to your ancestors. The Lord will keep you free from every disease. He will not inflict on you the horrible diseases that you knew in Egypt, but he will inflict them on those who hate you. Wow. They sound similar. So how does this work? God's health plan, this God's fundamental design for health. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Listen closely to his words. Don't let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. This is what brings health to our bodies and nourishment to our bones. Life and health to a man or a woman's whole body, emotionally, physically, spiritually. See, Proverbs helps us see that there are physical rewards and benefits for following God's instructions, his directions, his commands, his instructions for these bodies. See, I think we often believe and think that the fear of the Lord and following God's instructions is strictly a spiritual matter. Spiritual with spiritual ramifications. But God doesn't make that same distinction. We make that distinction, but God doesn't make that distinction. Both are holy to him. The physical and the spiritual are holy to God. They're one and the same. And this is what I mean. The pinnacle and the finale of all of God's creation was man, the creation of man, mankind, God's masterpiece creation, created in his image to be just like him, to look like him, made just a little bit lower than the angels the psalmist describes to us. King David describes his own godly design and creation as being fearfully and wonderfully made fearfully. That's the same fear of God word in the original Hebrew. The fear of God. God has made us fearfully and wonderfully. David says, I'm marvelously made. What a creation. Paul describes the design of this marvelous creation as God's dwelling place on earth. God's temple the place where God's spirit resides, where God, uh, that, that place where God can intimately dwell with his creation, with you and with me. 1 Corinthians 3, Paul says, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit is in your midst, inside of you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred. And you together are that temple. He expands this idea a little bit later in chapter 6. He says, do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit, of God's Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you've received from God? You are not your own. You weren't excuse me, you were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. 
And here's a key point that we need to capture tonight. God has given us these physical bodies, if you will, on loan. They aren't ours. They don't belong to us. They belong to the one who created them. He owns them. He operates them. He takes care of the maintenance and the upkeep on these bodies. We are the local managers of the facilities. But the power grid is connected to him. The data supply, the power source for the upkeep and the health come from God. So that if this, if my body is that place where God is feared, where he's honored and respected, esteemed, where he's worshipped physically, where he's worshipped verbally, where he's worshipped emotionally, if this is a place where God's words are followed and obeyed, where his his instructions are kept, then God's glory, God's presence, fills this temple. It's in, and, and in that connection, in that filling, we are connected to God's power and data supply source. God is able then to take care of this property. But if this body is disconnected from God, living outside of his orders and his plans, the data and the power sources then are cut off. The maintenance and the upkeep are shut off and stopped. And though as a local manager, I do everything physically possible to maintain and to keep in order this facility, I've lost the fundamental connection with the home base, with the power source, with the data supply that that, that's going to keep this facility alive. The system settings aren't being maintained. And as a result, this facility now becomes vulnerable to decay and to rottenness, to sickness and to disease. See, this is a strategic piece of wisdom connecting the attitude of our hearts towards God to the physical aspect of who we are. I want to say that again. This is a strategic piece of wisdom, connecting the attitudes of our hearts towards God to the physical aspect of who we are. Wisdom equals the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord equals health to a person's body, soul, and mind. When a man or a woman is wise, in their own eyes. They don't need God. They don't need God's wisdom. They don't need to trust the Lord. They can rely on themselves. They can rely on their own human wisdom. There's some good in our human wisdom, but the key point is is that it's incomplete. It's not everything that we need for maintaining God's original system settings for these bodies. See, God's design then for our health starts always with him at the center, with a core reliance, a a core trust on him, and the connection to him alone for all of our health, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. 
And this isn't to say, and I know some of you are sitting there now going, what? Wait a second. This isn't to say that we stop going to the doctors. This isn't to say that we don't take the appropriate medicines at the appropriate time or that we could doing all the right things to take care of our bodies, exercise and maintaining a healthy diet and getting lots of good rest, taking supplements, because we're still the local managers of these facilities. We still have a responsibility to our, the owner of the facility to take good care of it. So we want to continue to do the right things. And if we can go to the medical establishment for health and healing, then we need to go there. But what we are saying, and what I want you to hear tonight, is that we should be fundamentally trusting God first. Because our health, all of our health, comes from him first. With this in mind, then, we have to ask ourselves the question. And it's not... It's an important question, but it's a hard question. But we have to ask ourselves this question. What or who am I trusting first when it comes to my health, when it comes to my healing? Where am I looking first for health, for healing? Do I look to myself? Am I wise in my own eyes? Am I just all about taking care of this facility? With exercise and nutrition and diet and medicine and doctors, none of those are bad things, but am I looking to them first? Or do I look to God, the creator, the owner of this facility? Is he my first source of health? It's a hard question that we have to ask ourselves, am I leaning into God's wisdom? Am I, am I leaning into the power and the, the health that comes from him, being dependent upon his system settings? Here's a thought I want us to spend some time tonight processing as we finish our time together. Our worship team, you guys can start making your way up. Sickness and disease and death became a part of our human story in the book of Genesis at the fall of mankind. The fall of mankind being when man disconnected himself, being wise in his own eyes through his sin, disconnected himself from God's power grid, stepped away from God's data supplies, and became vulnerable to sickness, disease, and death. From that moment on, and we need to hear this, from that moment on, God has actively created paths and ways for mankind to reconnect to that power grid, has continually created paths and ways for man to stay connected with his power and his data that brings us life where we can find and, and bring his health and his abundance and his life into our lives. God has continually created this for mankind so that men and women who fear the Lord, who are not wise in their own eyes, who shun evil, 
who listen to his words and his instructions, who keep them in their hearts, can be healthy, can be healed. I will take sickness away from you, God says. I will bring you, I will, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought in the Egyptians. I am your healer. The Lord your God will free you from every disease. From the very moment that mankind disconnected from God, God has created ways for us to stay connected to him. Ultimately then, God gave mankind the great physician, Yeshua, the son of righteousness with healing in his wings, the book of Malachi tells us, who heals the brokenhearted, who binds up their wounds, whose stripes is where we find healing and where the blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised to life. And the good news, the good news that Proverbs describes as cold water to a weary soul, an ambassador of health, that, that gives health to the bones and sweetness to the soul and brings healing, the good news is proclaimed to the poor. The great physician, Yeshua, Yeshua describing God's mission in him says, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I came that they may have life and not just have life, that they may have it abundantly. See, when we look at how Yeshua spent his life on earth, the core of his ministry years was teaching and proclaiming the good news that brings emotional and spiritual healing. And then with the rest of his time, he was physically healing men and women of their illnesses, their sicknesses and their diseases. These were Yeshua's main activities on the earth. And Proverbs then connects us to this amazing Messiah, that great physician and God's healing plan described for us and how this process works. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. See, we don't know fully how God works. We don't know the, the whys to the many questions about health and sickness and healing. We cannot control everything about our health, about our bodies. We have a limited amount of control. We're just the managers of these facilities. But God invites us to trust him. God invites us to look to him with fear in our hearts, with honor and respect of who he is, leaning into him for all of the unknowns of our health and our bodies. Letting our health and our healing come from him first and let our health and our healing come from him alone. And that's God's healthcare plan from the book of Proverbs for mankind. As we wrap our time together tonight, would you stand with me? We haven't addressed 
a lot of things about health tonight. We don't have the time, but God's word clearly addresses all of those things. We would need a whole series to answer the many questions that come up when we begin to talk about health. But what God wants us to see in the book of Proverbs is that there's one source for health. And he wants us to put our trust in him first and alone. That's not to say that we don't do all the other things to find health, but we have to ask ourselves these very hard questions. What and who am I trusting first with regards to my healing and my health? And then maybe the harder question, am I being wise in my own eyes by my actions, by my beliefs, by my theology? Am I leaning into God's health plan for my life? Those are questions you have to answer between you and God. And God will answer you, help you find those answers. Let's pray. And then we want to invite our prayer team to come down. They're going to be down here in the front. Maybe you want to pray for healing. Maybe you want prayer tonight for the ability to trust the Lord in this so sensitive area of our lives as human beings. Maybe you've never learned how to trust him with your health. Maybe you've always looked to take care of yourself, your own wisdom, your own wisdom in your own eyes. This is a good time to put our faith, our trust in the Lord. So our prayer team is going to be down here in front. We're going to close with a time of worship. Pastor Ray will close us. And we want to invite you to come down and, and take advantage of this team of great prayers. Amen. Amen.